Hi guys, it's Allie from Mystery History Podcast. This summer, we decided to give you guys a little treat, which would be a taste of our Patreon exclusives. We are doing a freaky freebie collection of three different Patreon episodes that you'll be getting on Monday. So we hope you enjoy. And if you'd like to listen to all the other 87 episodes that we have available on Patreon, you can click the link in our bio and it will take you to the site. Thank you. are the mystery history podcast i'm allison i'm rachel welcome to patreon exclusive episode 84 on erica and benjamin sifrit 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 very difficult to say sounds good to me so this was actually a suggestion from my cousin jory and justin They both live in Pennsylvania with all of our other family Mm -hmm. um, and Rachel's hubs family. Mm -hmm. So we thought we would uh, take you on this little road trip of craziness. Yeah, it's close to home. Yeah. Not our home, but our family's home. (laughs) I mean, we're, we live there by default, I feel. Oh, are we like secondary residents? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even because I'm so used to my dad saying we're going home. Mm-hmm. I always would say we're going home, but it's never, I've never lived there. <laughs> so I don't think I ever really thought about the fact that your dad lived there. Yeah. Like that's where he was <laughs> like, born. That's where he grew up. I know, but it doesn't like, I don't think that ever like was a thought I've had until right this second. Yeah. Till he was 18. That's weird. And then I he's like, There's if your dad and Brian's like family knows each other. It's not like a humongo town. Yeah, so they probably do. That's weird. Isn't it? Huh. Time. It's weird. It is. <laughs> Anyways. So these creeps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's. I she told me bits and pieces of it, and Rachel, you did the notes on this, so I really don't know the nitty gritty. Uh, yeah, and I'm pretty excited about it. Well, I'll get us started. Then. Do it. Okay, so Erica Elaine Grace was born in 1978 in Roaring Spring, Pennsylvania, to Charlotte and Gerald Grace. She grew up in a wealthy family near Altoona, which is the fam place. Mm -hmm. Erica was an only child and she experienced a very privileged upbringing. Her father owned a construction business and was able to give her everything she wanted. She was an avid scrapbooker and basketball player. Um, She was a starter on the varsity team when she was a freshman, which is pretty big deals. Yeah. Yeah. Her dad was the junior coach of the team and Erica even had her own half court indoor basketball court growing up so that she could practice more. Dang. I have never been to any (laughs) houses in Altoona like that. (laughs) Well, I haven't been to any, but there's a couple that are like that. I always wonder what they do for a living. Well, they own a construction business, apparently. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot there that it seems like you could make a ton of money doing. 
No, I mean, unless she went to like Pittsburgh and yeah. that's like an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. That's a big city. This is Altoona is not a big city. And it's not like there's a ton of like big, like even medium sized cities surrounding it. It's like mm-hmm. the boonies around it. So the mountain. yeah, I guess you would have to own a business that makes a lot of money there to, to have a lot of money. I have a half court indoor basketball court. That's yeah, a pretty big deal. Yeah. According to the Washington post, Erica's former coach said that she was a honor student and a standout basketball player with a fierce outside jump shot. Erica, however, lacked confidence and was susceptible to peer pressure. Erica graduated from high school in 1995 and got a partial athletic scholarship to attend Mary Washington College in Frederick- Fredericksburg, Virginia. When Erica got to college, she was very attractive and athletic. <laughs> What is wrong with me? Athletically accomplished. According to the Associated Press, Erica graduated cum laude in 2001 with a degree in history. Which is also a pretty big deal. So she seems like she's super smart. An athlete. She's smart. She's pretty. She's got the whole world going for her. One night during her senior year, Erica met Benjamin Sifrit at a bar with some mutual friends. According to the Baltimore Sun, Benjamin Sifrit, a.k.a. BJ, was raised in the Midwest and in Houston. In high school, he was a competitive swimmer and lifeguard, and when he graduated in 1996, he joined the Navy and entered SEAL training. Wow. Like Erica, Ben was incredibly athletic and fit. So just from this information, they sound like, you know, perfect little couple couple of athletic hotties right yeah and seal training is no joke i mean right it's hard (laughs) so in the seal training he was in the top of his class and one of the fastest and strongest in the program ben however was also known as a hothead who provoked people and he had a large swastika tattoo on his chest so that there (laughs) that's all of it it's negative Yeah. Like all of a sudden, you know, you can paint these like really pretty pictures of people. And then just one thing, like he's got a a massive swastika (laughs) tattoo on his chest. Okay. Well, he sucks. Well, and we're not talking like we're talking Ed Norton in American history X huge ass whole peck swastika. Yeah. Like a couple inches thick are those lines you know it's yeah. not like a line drawing that you got one night when you were drunk I no, mean, that costs that, some money not that any any of us would ever do that no matter how drunk we were but you know this was like a very cognizant choice it looks like he made for several probably sitting there for several hours, hours. <laughs> yeah for sure thinking this is still a good idea guys right no at no point Plus, during because- that did he stop so Never a good idea. No, never get a swastika tattoo. And I'm surprised actually, because I thought, and maybe I'm just totally dreamt it, but I thought in the branches of military, you can't have that kind of shit. Like you can have tattoos either, but they can't be like Nazis. Controversial. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think you could either, but here we are. Yeah. And that's like, you can't hide that one. No, (laughs) that is, it's uh, a big one. And if you're going to be swimming, like I'm sure people in the Navy do, 
I would imagine. Your chest, chest is going to be out. Okay. In a brazen and impulsive move, Ben asked Erica to marry him after just a few weeks of dating her. Erica's friend, Kristen Heimbaugh, said it was almost on a dare that he said, why don't you marry me? Which is never how anybody should be proposed to. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Uh, according to Heimbach, the elopement was very out of character for her. And it was something that nobody would have expected, obviously, because she's smart. She's accomplished. She, you wouldn't think she'd just go off the rails and marry somebody that she just met. Yeah. Um, so in 1998, Erica and Benjamin married. They didn't invite anyone to their wedding ceremony, not even their parents. So they went and got eloped. Yep. I'm not saying like everybody that does that is doing it for a bad reason, but it seems like they kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> so their honeymoon period was short-lived. It wasn't long before Benjamin's Navy career began falling apart. P.S. I did look it up and you are not allowed to have that kind of tattoo in That's the what I, that I, I don't understand. Maybe, maybe he didn't have that whenever they met each other and he did it after the fact. I don't know. I don't know. Cause the way it was presented in the articles it, that I read, it looked like he's, he had had it. Maybe he joined the military bef- and then got it and like maybe kept it hidden somehow. I don't really know. But anyways, in 2000, he was court-martialed at North Carolina's Camp Lejeune for a variety of offenses, including absence without leave and insubordination. One Navy prosecutor said Benjamin seemed to have developed utter disregard for authority. The circumstances surrounding the collapse of his career are unclear, but apparently he left an assignment one day and sped off in a car going 50 miles per hour in a 15 mile per hour zone. Yeah. Captain E.F. Crail, serving as his defense counsel, said this is a sailor who was showing good qualities and got a SEAL qualification and everything. Apparently something happened in his last command where he lost that designation. He seems from that to have completely lost motivation for the Navy. He ended up being dishonorably discharged from the Navy on the grounds of bad conduct. So now his life is ruined because yeah. dishonorably discharged. I don't even know if you can get a job at McDonald's. I mean, really? that it's like yeah it's is it really bad it's super bad like good luck getting a job literally anywhere so it's basically like being arrested for like a felony or something i mean that is like the i think you could probably get a job easier having felonies i mean because this is such like a and and all the processes that they have to go through you have to do something pretty bad for them to dishonorably discharge you Mm -hmm. so yeah good luck um Now, 23, the couple moved to Erica's hometown of Altoona, Pennsylvania. Erica's parents set her up with a scrapbooking store to run and own called Memory Lane. She still loved saving and collecting things, and her parents figured this would be a good business. Unfortunately, Altoona is not a place to have a good business. Um, The couple... Store. Yeah, uh, the couple also set up an eBay store full of stolen knickknacks and promotional items, which they acquired by breaking into restaurants after they closed. The items were mostly related to one brand, which was Hooters. Surprise, surprise. They seem to have sort of a thing for Hooters merchandise, reporter Jeff <laughs> Parker stated. I'm shocked. 
such a classy establishment uh yeah it's they right seem in. like real classy people so yeah. you know makes sense <laughs> checks out yeah did we ever go to a scrapbooking store no I have, like, like in altoona in altoona that's not something we would have done right I don't think so. I have like a weird memory, but I can't tell if it was here, like in town or if it was in Altoona, it's like an old, you know, those like old memories. And I remember being in a a scrapbooking store and it being like weird situations, but then I was like, oh my gosh, could that have possibly been that store? I can't imagine it was, but I don't know. I don't know if I've ever been in a scrapbooking store, to well, be honest. If, I w- if it was, it would have been with you when I was visiting your family with you. Yeah, so yeah. it must have been here. But yeah, you're right. That doesn't seem like a good business plan type of business to have. And apparently they needed to steal stuff from Hooters and sell it on eBay to, to make ends meet. So <laughs> what? What could you steal from Hooters that would have a high market value on cool. eBay? Um, Hooters merchandise that they sell, maybe like, like a t-shirt and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm thinking like for eBay, no. I think more like, you no. know, memorabilia yeah, like type thing. Hard to get your hands on. Yeah. Not know. like a stack of napkins with the Hooter logo on them, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. There's so, must be a market for it. <laughs> yeah. There must've been if they were motivated enough to go stealing it. So Erica worked to please Ben, ignored his swastika tattoo, and even got some tattoos of her own. She also got him pet snakes, which were named Bonnie and Clyde, Hitler, and HIV. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) I just, I don't know. Like, they had such a good start. (laughs) Like, what is happening here? He looks so, like, innocent. And so does he really this without the, with his swastika covered. Yeah. And his little LaCosta polo, they yeah. do look like super innocent. Like you would trust them and they look like a regular little couple. Right. What happens when you invite people over to your house and they're like, oh, look at the snakes. What are their names? Are you really like, are you going to go in with something different? Or are you just well, going to let, let it fly? Yeah. And, and here's and, HIV. Yeah. <laughs> Like Bonnie and Clyde, I can see okay. people naming their snakes, whatever. Sure. But Hitler and HIV, what? <laughs> What's HIV going on? doesn't even have a ring to it. You know what no, I mean? It's not a snake name. Neither's Hitler. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. Her friends barely recognized her or her behavior. She was on medication and besides her medications, she began regularly mixing and indulging in narcotics and alcohol, according to detective Brett case. So she's spiraling out for Memorial day weekend, 2002, Erica and Ben took their first trip together since moving to Pennsylvania. They went to ocean city, Maryland and rented a vacation apartment. On May 31st, 2002, around 2 a.m., a silent alarm was triggered at a Hooters restaurant in Ocean City. (laughs) Those damn Hooters get you every time. I mean, what are they doing? What are they doing? (laughs) I, I, I do not know. So as the cops quietly pulled up, they saw the thieves in the act with arms full of stolen property. No details on what that stolen property was, but now I am very curious, like what, what is happening here? Um, it was Erica and Ben. 
Erica was found in possession of a knife and a 357 Magnum while Ben had a nine millimeter handgun and a knife, which who takes all that crap on vacation with them? Right. Like, or to Hooters. Packing or to Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> Upon being arrested, Erica panicked. She said her anxiety was out of control and that she needed medication from her purse. So officers dug through the handbag and instead of medication, they found the ID cards of a missing couple, Joshua Ford and Martha Jeannie Crutchley. Oh, so she gave them permission, like asked them to go get in her purse, knowing full well she had these things in her purse. She just wanted it to be over. Maybe. Do you think her panic attack like set her off into like stupid land? No, I think she knew exactly what she was doing and she was ready for the ride. Her to, she was ready to get off the ride. Like, yeah, I thank God for the freaking silent alarm at Hooters. Did her right. in. They also found five bullets, four spent and one live round. Ben and Erica refused to tell police where they got the IDs. So while the couple was taken down to the station for further questioning, police raced to Erica in Ben's apartment and hoping to find the couple there and alive. Though police didn't find Joshua and Jeannie, they did find many photographs Erica and Ben had taken over the course of their vacation. Several of the pictures captured Joshua and Jeannie enjoying their vacation. On a table, they found a key from the condo unit where Joshua and Jeannie had been staying. Upon further investigation of the unit, detectives found that the bathroom door was brand new. The couple had also bought spackle and paint, which was most likely to cover what took or what looked to investigators like a bullet hole in the wall of the bathroom. Blood stains were also found in the grout and underneath the vanity mirror. According to court documents, police also found two bullets on the table inside the condo. They had both been fired from a 357 Magnum police recovered from Erica. And one of the bullets had Joshua's blood and tissue on it. Not looking good. Why would you put that on your bedside table? Right. With somebody's blood and tissue on it. Obviously they knew that they needed to cover up this stuff because they bought spackle and all that stuff. Why would you leave the bullets? Well, I think it's because Erica collects shit. Oh, so she's, um, which is gross. Yeah. But yeah, I imagine that's what she was doing. So upon, Oh, you already read that during interrogation, Ben asked for a lawyer and refused to talk, but Erica opened up. So that goes along with what you were saying. She was ready to get off the ride. She told detectives Ben had murdered the couple after they came back to their apartment with them following a night of partying. According to Erica, they suspected Joshua and Jeannie had stolen from them and Ben had shot them. Erica claimed she had helped dispose of the bodies and nothing more. She told police they had chopped up the couple's bodies and dumped their remains in separate bags. Oh my God. But like, I didn't kill them, but I helped dispose of the bodies. We chopped them up. <laughs> that is like, so what is with lately all of these chopping up of bodies? Like too personal. <laughs> is that a thing? Like, is that like whenever you kill someone, is that your next go-to well, thing? Like I got to chop guess- them up. You know, if you have to get somebody out of an apartment or like a condo that you're renting, it's not like you can just like toss them over your shoulder and carry them out. So like, yeah, I guess so. 
I would feel like like a Jeffrey Dahmer situation with like vats of stuff to yeah dissolve that's not them. suspect at all I'm on vacation I'm gonna go buy 25 <laughs> gallons of acid <laughs> BRB <laughs> I just I don't know I don't I don't know how you could chop somebody up there would be a lot of vomiting going yeah. on there oh yeah I, yeah mentally I don't think I just think like high level thinking about it we would not get very far with that Ugh. no and it'd be so difficult like I don't know we're, okay mr uh apartment that's not suspicious how are they gonna are they gonna take a table saw into an apartment and just like get no, it together get tarps and you get a regular saw like a hand saw that you like mm-hmm. back and forth with mm-hmm. it's a lot of work man and one person holds something up another person do you imagine that would take so no. long it would that would be gross oh i can't imagine what a saw is like i, I don't want to i Sorry. feel like too <laughs> like a saw our... going through flesh is too much for me <laughs> well i mean that would be the easy part it would be the bone bone where you'd get stuck yeah but just think about a saw like have you sawed anything lately because mm. we cut a tree down not that long ago like <laughs> last weekend and it was like a buckeye tree that needed to go because it was growing up into wires whatever Brian cut it down and then he's like, here, you just cut it into pieces. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I, I did try and I saw a couple other things down too. And it goes through like kind of easy if it's sharp, but just like that through like somebody's like thigh. I mean, I cut a is, steak earlier ugh, this week. With a serrated knife. Yeah. Cause that's what it'd be like. It's like, ew, ugh. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, too, in our media that people, like in movies, they make it seem really easy to chop somebody's head off. Like, Friday the 13th, one swift of the machete, and it's gone. I don't feel like that's really how it would be. I feel it takes... It depends on how sharp the machete is and how strong your arm is. Take a couple whacks, I believe. Nah, not necessarily. Or, like, if I was, instead of a machete, I want, like, a samurai sword, like, in Kill Bill. What's the difference? It's super sharp and not as bulky. Like, not as thick. Not as heavy. Yeah. But still sharp enough to slice somebody's head off. I don't know. Mm. Well, I don't know why we're thinking about it. I don't know either. Anyways, these people are gross, and we're <laughs> right on the train with them, apparently. <laughs> so the detectives dug through a nearby landfill to find the body parts they found Jeannie's leg and joshua's torso and arms unfortunately there was not enough of Jeannie's body found to determine the cause of death joshua's body however had two bullets and they were both from erica's 357 magnum both ben and erica were charged with first degree murder so like I didn't add this in the notes, but what they did is they put them in these bags and threw them in like a dumpster of like a grocery store. So they just figured it'd just go and in it with made everything its else. Way to the landfill, which it did. Wow. It seems like, you know what? If they hadn't been caught robbing this freaking Hooters, who knows? They could have gone home and nobody would have been the wiser. Well, like, so we had large trash pickup yesterday. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I had a fridge that I have had in my garage 
for no joke, seven years. Mm-hmm. And we taped it up to keep the doors closed so we could roll it out to the curb. What if you put a body in there? I highly doubt those trash men are going to be opening up all the doors. I'm not checking somebody's dirty old fridge. No. Even if you don't have anything in your fridge, if you keep something shut in there, it stinks. Like fridge stinks so bad. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, yeah. I mean, it seems easy. I can't believe that they found the body parts in the landfill. Like what was that operation? I don't know. It must've been crazy. I can't imagine that would be easy. Okay. Okay. March 31st, 2003, Ben's trial begins. His defense team claimed that the entire ordeal was Erica's doing and that she was responsible for the slangs. Because, I mean, yeah, of course, that's what you do. Ultimately, the prosecution failed to prove that Ben and not his wife had fired the fatal shot that killed Joshua. The jury cleared Ben of all charges in Joshua's death. But in Jeannie's case, it was harder to deny Ben's involvement since her death hadn't been linked to Erica's gun. Judge Weinstein ultimately sentenced BJ to 38 years, 30 of which for second degree murder and first degree assault and five years for the accessory to murder after the fact. He also pleaded guilty to second degree burglar uh, burglary for stealing from the Ocean City Hooters, that damn Hooters. And carrying a dangerous weapon during the break-in. Weinstein sentenced him to three years in prison for the burglary and ordered that the sentence run consecutively with the others. He states, I don't know what possessed you to do what you did, and I don't know what possessed your wife to do what she did, Weinstein said. I do know that if it wasn't for the masterful job your lawyers did in this case, you would probably be facing a life sentence. But the jury has spoken, and I am bound by what the jury has said in this case. It's one of the few instances in 20 years ooh, that I disagree with the jury's verdict. Ding. Mm-hmm. Um Weinstein acknowledged that Benjamin would be eligible for parole after serving half of his sentence. He put a note in the case file in which he wrote that if he was still alive when he was up for parole, he would like to be notified so that he could oppose it. In Weinstein's view, Benjamin Sifrit should never be a free man. That's some. That's really saying something. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah. Put a note that I want notified if this ever comes up, if I'm still alive. Like, wow. He obviously strongly disagreed with that choice. So then it was time for Erica's trial. The prosecution presented several of the photos they had found in the couple's apartment. In the photographs taken after the murders occurred, Erica was seen wearing Joshua's ring on a chain around her neck. Because girls are crazy. Maybe she She is. is. I'm telling like there's too many things. Like she's obviously a nut job. Wow. For sure. Um, like the collector she'd always been, Erica had kept it as a souvenir, just like their IDs and the shell casings. So like saying that she was like manipulated into this or whatever, like her keeping all this crap. Yeah. Maybe she did want to get off the ride, but she was on the ride. Like he did not do all this of his own accord. She was in it for something because she's kept keeping all this crap right like you really were not wanting to be a part of this at all you would want to get rid of everything to make you think of what happened 
right and she's just holding on to all sorts of shit like everything she can get her grubby little paws on she's just keeping in her purse and on her neck and it's just weird. weird yeah yeah um the prosecution also argued that erica had most likely done the cutting since she told police she helped dispose of the bodies which i don't like i feel like they're grasping at straws here like that she pulled the trigger because it's her gun like anybody can right. pull the trigger on a gun and then because she said she helped dispose of the bodies they're like oh you must have cut them up i don't know about that her defense team claimed everything she did was only to please ben who had committed the murders they painted her as a vulnerable and easily manipulated young woman which seems like that would be the easiest way to get her off right um Addressing the pictures the prosecution had shown of Erica smiling and laughing at the beach in the days following the murders, one of Erica's attorneys, Arcangelo Tuminelli, got a good name, Arcangelo Mm -hmm. Tuminelli, explained that she was under the influence of high doses of Xanax and Paxil in the photos, which explained why she appeared so at ease. She's a fragile, psychologically weak young woman, Tuminelli said. And I bet that he is so pissed at her, at Erica, for keeping all of this shit. You know what I mean? Oh, like, bet, bet. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they wouldn't have gotten caught if she um, hadn't had a purse full of shit. <laughs> or if they could just leave fucking Hooters alone. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple things here. <laughs> what the hell? If, if Hooters brought him down. Like, isn't that mm-hmm. the saddest thing you've ever heard in your life? Thank mm-hmm. God. Thank God. But I mean, but, yeah. Shit. I mean, yeah, it, there's weird, weird. All right. The, the defense also called to the stand Melissa selling another young woman. They identified from the Sifritz vacation photos. Uh, according to snapped, Melissa testified that she had met the Sifritz a few days after the murder she said that she and her boyfriend, like Joshua and Jeannie, had gone back to the Sifritz condo after an evening of drinking and partying. Once there, Erica allegedly accused them of stealing her purse, and Ben pulled a gun on the couple. In the end, the Sifritz let the sellings, uh, let selling and her boyfriend go unharmed. What a, like, PTSD moment for this poor Melissa. Thinking right? that could, I, They could have shot me and chopped that me up into little pieces. Her. Yeah, hundred percent. Never again. No. And doesn't that make you like? We've done some dumb shit in our lives. Sure. I'm just thinking about like if we were on vacation, we could totally make friends and like go oh, back yeah. to somebody's apartment, hundred percent, and then we could be dead. It just seems like I don't need friends anymore. <laughs> we don't. I don't think I would allow this. I make friends. Yeah, but you're not going to be dangerous. I know I'm dangerous. Brian wouldn't let me make friends either, though. If somebody invited us back to their apartment while we were on vacation, he would put a hard stop to that. (laughs) I would say, okay, yeah, let me go home and change and then we'll meet you over there. No, there would be nothing happening. We could go out (laughs) to dinner. Like, okay, take me to dinner. We'll get some crab legs and it'll be great. But I'm not coming to your house. I'm just thinking like now, no, probably not. But like in my twenties, I I probably could have with somebody else. But I mean, who's to say both of us don't get murdered, you know? Yeah. Don't go on vacation with anybody else but me and Brian. We're over, we're over here. Um, like when we were in our twenties, we were just talking about them. We met this couple 
when we were on a zombie walk downtown, have we ever talked about this on the podcast before? No, we were on a zombie walk downtown. And what that is, is everybody dresses up as zombies and walks around downtown. It is exactly what it sounds like. And it's awesome. Um, but after it was over, we walked over to the local gay club to dance in some foam I do believe. Yeah. But we had our purses and on our way over there, we met this couple outside and they were going there too. And they're like, you can put your purses in our car. And we were like, okay. And we did. I forgot completely about the purse situation. Yeah. We put our purses in their van and then we went to the club (laughs) (laughs) and then we went back and got our purses and we're friends with them. I mean, they on, on are no longer a couple, but we, I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely still friends with her on Facebook. So, I mean, that was a hundred years ago, but like yeah. we stupid wow. too. I mean, we wow. at minimum could have lost our purses. <laughs> wow. And it was I... in like a parking, like the parking situation was a little suspicious. Cause I remember being like, we might die, but that's okay. <laughs> like well, that, whatever. I was not. You, that doesn't count for me because I was so drunk that I spent a thousand dollars at least <laughs> paying covers to go into bars just so I could. Pee. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we walked around downtown and it must have been close to like Halloween or something. I don't know what was going on, but they had all of the bars had covers and Allie kept like three times, I think, on our walk oh, yeah. over to this gay bar. She's like, I have to pee. And I'm like, hold it dude or pee outside and you're like I can't I'm not I can't and you paid like five to ten dollars to get into each place and and it was like three times like one time okay but then you're like (laughs) we did not have a lot of money at that time so I don't know what you were doing that's why because we drank and then took a uber or what a cab at the time probably there because we couldn't afford to drink at the bars and here i was paying probably 50 bucks total to go pee yeah Um, that was we were dumb ridiculous you're right yeah so we all do dumb things like that could have easily happened but yeah i mean totally i would have ptsd after that like very close call all of the same things happened right up to the end yeah wow and they got out it's crazy um though this witness testimony seemed to parallel and back up erica's story of what happened with joshua and Jeannie, she was convicted of first degree murder and the death of joshua ford and second degree murder and the death of martha crutchley uh, according to the maryland coast dispatch the judge sentenced erica to life in prison plus 20 years so i mean that's like kind of crazy that he and it got off easier yeah he got off easier not not easy necessarily but way easier like he'll get out probably yeah yeah i think he will and the families are very upset about that like the the sentencing i mean the judge was obviously upset about it so in march 2010 benjamin Safret filed for divorce which was granted in august 2010 probably because he was pissed about her keeping all that crap yep Hmm. Ben was eligible for parole in 2021. His first parole request was refused, thank God, in April 2022, so just last month. If he is not granted parole, he will be released from prison in 2030. 
So not really that far away. Pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Erica will be eligible for parole in 2024, which is even more nuts. Yeah. Which, so this stuff happened in 2002 and they were 20. So they're only in their forties and they're getting out. Like that is crazy to me because this was done in cold blood. Like, yeah. If you chop up a body, like you're not okay. That's all I got to say about that. So, I mean. Wherever they get released from, you better watch your hooters. That's all. (laughs) They better not go back to Altoona. (laughs) No kidding. Like, that's scary. We we are around there. There's families there. Yeah, we got people. (laughs) Yeah. So, hopefully not. But. Wow. What a freaking. What? Tale. situation right mm-hmm. um so i'll cite my sources i used oxygen.com wikipedia.com and ta- talk murder with me.com well, good well we hope you enjoyed this crazy ass story of erica and benjamin yeah and uh yeah episode 84 so let us know watch what out. you think watch out for these freaks in 10 years yeah ocean city watch out and the hooters if anybody can explain that to me please please yeah what are they stealing we need to know (laughs) have you ever eaten hooters chicken wings like i'm i'm not even a prude you if that like whatever their outfits are good for you you go girl if you got it flaunt it you know what i'm saying but if your chicken wings are small i got a problem yeah their chicken wings are not not small i mean there's the flavors good I used to yeah, get their buffalo sauce is pretty good. I used to get you know clam like? chowder. They don't have clam chowder. They don't anymore. No. I used to get their pasta salad. I used to get the hot dog and the clam chowder because I was Melissa used to work there. We have a lot of people from our high school that used to work there. Do we really? Good for them. Get it. You're gonna have to tell me who after we get off this phone because I are this <laughs> this recording because <laughs> I don't know who anybody else that worked there. Oh yeah. Oh, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah, because we went in there, and I was like, "Oh, it was awkward." When, like, ten years ago, right? Yeah, oh yeah. We can't, we can't be working there now. I mean, I never could work there. No, me neither. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm interested to hear all about this. Hey, you got to work at Hooters to do what you need to do. I'm jealous, honestly. Like, dude, I used to want to work at Hooters. I'm pretty sure I had a Hooters T-shirt. And thought that would be so much fun. Did you but, get it off of eBay? <laughs> yeah, I must have bought it off of Erica and Benjamin. No, I bought it at the store, like a respectable human. I see. The I see. restaurant store. <laughs> but I remember thinking that job would have been fun. Now that I'm older, not so much. Yeah. But I mean, I just feel like this, you'd have to shave so carefully every you day. Wear tights. Un- untrue. They wear like tights. So if you don't shave your legs. They, the hair won't come know. through the tights. I mean, how how much <laughs> are we talking here? <laughs> I want to say no, but I have a feeling I need to say yes. <laughs> Based on your face. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to I'm going to put this to the test. There's probably there's probably an in-between zone like where it's too a much bit of, a little bit of needing to shave is fine. And then like when it's poking straight out, it probably would go through it. But then after you let it get long enough, it's not going to go through. <laughs> it just lay right down. Like, yeah. <laughs> huh. Maybe they got, they know the secrets. We need to interview somebody who worked at Hooters. 
well, we do know somebody and they used to pay a certain amount of money for her to go tanning and get her nails done. Really? Like part of her, like, like a perk of working there was going tanning and getting your nails done. Yeah. The tanning thing that didn't age well. No, no, that's not a cool thing anymore. Huh? No. Well, probably still do that though. They probably do. Are they even open still? Is the one down yeah. here open? Yeah. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I ate there not too far. long ago. I'm not here for it. Did you really? Why? Because my boss <laughs> took me there and he was kind of <laughs> weird about it. Like, wasn't sure how I would be. And I'm like, I'm totally fine. Me this and the waitress fine. had the best conversation. She said she loved my glasses. I told her I loved her earrings and we had like a great conversation. Yeah. Nice. I can make friends anywhere. There are so many better places for wings, and I just found one really good one, Company 7 Barbecue. Yeah. Their wings are so good, but they don't have, like, a a medium sauce because they are a barbecue place, so they have, like, only their sauces, and none of them are, like, good, like, um, buffalo, medium heat So they're all, like, mild? They're like, some of them are sweet, like sweet barbecue and smoky barbecue. And then some of them are like really, really hot, but none of them like fall into the good, like Buffalo flavor. So, but Mm. even without sauce on them, they were great. So I think I would just have Buffalo sauce on standby at my house and would just like dip a little in there. They were really good. Yeah. I'm not a huge, like, I don't like spicy stuff. So sweet is actually like honey barbecue is my jam. Then you should, uh, you should get there. I'll tell you what it is. I can't remember right now. Anyways, we will not hold your time more friends while we're talking about food, (laughs) local food. (laughs) Well, we hope you enjoyed again, episode 84 on Erica and Benjamin Sifrit, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.